The podcast about video games and beer. It's episode 235. I'm Ben here with Adol. Hey! And we're joined by Lucy. I love ads. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh man, I could have said, ah, put the ah, ah, it puts the ad in Adol. I don't know. It's too late. <laughs> I like targeted ads. Give, give them all give to you. Me. Yeah, sell me all the beers. I- Mm. For you, Lucy, it's just beers, beers, and Hollow Knight. That's it. <laughs> Good. Let's open some beers. Uh, Lucy, are you drinking this week, or are you having a week off? Yeah. Oh, I'll drink. Oh, yeah. Hooray! What are you hooray. starting with? Um, I'll start with the one which I think is going to be the worst. Um, okay. Oh no. Or, or should I say the, the least good uh, to, to, on a <laughs> I mean, more positive note? That, yeah. um, this is from Loch Lomond Brewery. Uh, these are some of the beers that are in Lidl um, mm-hmm. for £1.79. Uh, mm. I've had a few of these already. Um, one, let's say a few, one or two, two or three. Uh, mixed results. So this one is Lost in Mosaic, and it's a New World IPA. It's five percent, four forty mil can. Um, oh, it's got some flavour text. Yeah, it's got citron mosaic hops. Uh, it'll have a pineapple and citrus aroma apparently, with an orange and melon flavour, and a fresh citrus finish. Hmm. Yeah, I've had a few of these, and um, for the money. They're good. Okay. Uh, one I had was just far too sweet. Um, I think that was another IPA. Um, mm. And the, I think I had like a, a stout, which... No, there was a black IPA, um, which was not bad, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. It did hit on all those like stouty, yet IPA flavours. So, oh, £1.79, you can't go wrong. Have they, have they kind of been doing what they say on the tin? Is it? Is, do you know what you're getting into when you um, when you buy? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, for sure. Like th- they've they've hit on the style. It's just in terms of how much I enjoyed them. Uh, results varied. Um, as I say, that one that I had was just far too sweet. And yeah, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but see, Fair. this is a style I love. So we'll see how that goes. Nice, good. Uh, Adol. What are you starting with this um, one? I'm assuming we're ending with the one we both have. Uh, we could. We we could. Um, I mean, it depends on your. Otherwise, I will start with percentages. I think maybe we'll start with that one because I think the other two I have are larger than it. Um, I don't think the style is going to to kill anything else too much. I don't think. Yep. Cool. Then I am starting with the 700 years. Uh, <laughs> Dunkel from Proudly Bavarian ABK Brewery, which um, 700 years of Bavarian brewing tradition and heritage. Brewed traditionally using only the finest barley malt hops and pure water. 
Uh, and it is a dunkle, obviously, and it is... Oh, thanks, Ben. It is 5%. Yes. And my zoo... Ooh. There we go. If you if you you may have you may have picked up that I'm also drinking this beer. Yeah, <laughs> from from the Adil saying, "Hey Ben, should we have that one we both have?" And also from the picture of Ben holding the beer when I'm supposed to be the one drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we had a we both got the um, beer fifty two. Uh, yeah, Oktoberfest box. Um, I managed to smash most of them out in a night. I have three left, so <laughs> nice. It's, it, it, it's the last week of October. Let's why, yeah. why not? Hey, yes, you have to Sounds drink good. them before. Otherwise, That's it's it. cursed. Yeah. It, 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 next time you open the fridge, they jump out at you, smash <laughs> on your face. Yeah, oh, I thought they just disappeared. They just they just evaporated. Maybe in in tin. Depends well, at least on... if they smashed on your face, you could just lick up the uh, remnants. <laughs> That's very Soak true. Soak your beard in it, yeah. Um, Lucy, how mm. is the... Is it Loch Lomond? Yes. Mm. Um, it, it sort of looked a bit like a lager when it first poured, like with the head. It's very foamy. Um, it's about a two-finger white head at the beginning. It's dissipated since. Uh, it's slightly hazy, but it's got a really light straw-coloured uh, look to it. You're getting... Yeah, you're getting a little bit of fruit, a little bit of citrus on the aroma. A bit of, bit of orange, a bit of melon. Hmm. So, that's good so far. Taste-wise, that's, that's pretty decent. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'm probably balancing it in my mind, like, this is a very cheap beer. And considering mm. like what you had last week with like Brewdog and stuff like that, which is, you know, pour down the yeah. sink um, yeah. kind <laughs> of quality, this is really good. Um, I would buy this again happily. Uh, wow. It's got. It's definitely got that citrus, but it's not overwhelming, which is which is nice. It's like it's not too heavy. It's light bodied. It's got that citrus. Something just pulls like the sweetness and like the, the the overbearingly fruitiness that some New England IPAs have. Something just draws it back slightly mm. and has this like really clean finish, which is nice. Not to say that it's like lacking flavour, but it's just it's got a nice finish where it's like yes, I, I want some more. Mm. It sort of like cleans the palate, but you still have. You know, a, a bit of that citrus, a bit of that bitterness left. Yeah, something left over just to kind of keep you ticking over until you take that next sip. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really good. Nice. I'm impressed with that. Good. What more can I say about it? Is this is this a um? I've literally got some kind of like craft beer festival on at the moment, Might or be. is this just general little stock? I don't know to be honest. Mm, okay. I, th I think. It, I think the four pages in the magazine was like craft beer. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's gonna um, be a range that they keep stock in, but yeah. I'd be upset if they did because this is this is this is a solid beer. Nice. Um, yeah, sort of getting a little bit of a little bit of clove, a little bit of esters on it as well, which is hmm. not what I expect for a Nipah, but it's still nice and 
yeah, this is this is a solid beer. Like, I'm I'm really impressed with this. Good. So, nice. Good start. Yeah, a very good mm. start. Uh, Adel, have you managed to have a little sip of your dunkel yet? Um, I was gonna just. Nose is quite malty, but mm. sweet, but not too strong. No, it's very it is very light. I mean, it's lovely and, and dark in color. It's kind of got that. Um, that slight brown hint of cola to it, yeah. you know. It's not. I was it's gonna say it, it's actually. I, I think it's actually um, lighter and more see-through, transparent than a cola. Yes, if you're hold, uh, holding, like I do. I, we know we have. I have a light coming in from the left-hand mm. side, but this this is like quite see-through, while while where a cola would just be kind of translucent. Yeah. Um, it, the head is small, but it's it's nice and thick. Um, yeah, it disappeared in my glass very, very quickly. How interesting, because mine's still there, mm. and it's just sort of coating the glass. Mm. That tastes like a German dunkel. It does, very much. <laughs> um, it's it's The nose is, is... Whilst the nose felt very light, that, it actually has a little bit more on the nose. Um, the flavor's doing a couple of different things. So the nose, yes, was a little bit more malty had maybe just a slight hint of something like licorice on the nose as well. Yeah. There's a little bit of sweetness in that nose as well. Kind of on the flavour, you don't maybe fully get what you're expecting. You don't get that malty kind of licorice flavour to it. Those elements are there, but it feels a little bit lighter in the in the flavour. It's very soft uh, and very easy. Um, that's a very yeah, it's also mm, quite thin. Yes, yeah, very much. And the mouthfeel and the taste is quite like, like you said, kind of subdued. From so it does taste like a dunkel, but it kind of tastes like two thirds mm-hmm. of what I'm used to when I have a dunkel. I'm used to these like big, bigger tastes, and this is everything's there. It's just like like geared down a bit. Yeah, it was like a secession dunkel. Yeah, which had what five percent was it? Yeah, five percent. Yeah. Um. I do like that the maltiness is still there. Mm-hmm. The sweetness in the nose is less so. Kind of the sweetness in the and like you said, that almost aniseedy type thing yeah. is. Both of those are kind of there in theory in the nose, but barely there in the taste. Mm. It has got a little still bit ha- of a bitterness as well to it, hasn't it? Just a very very light one. Um. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm also feeling like even though it. It's like thin in the taste. It has got a bit of texture to it. Mm. It's not like drinking a, like a like a lager or a really light pale ale or something. Like there is a bit, a touch of velvetiness. Like I said, it feels like all the things. Like if I had a checklist of all the things I'd expect from a dunkel, it would be like yep, 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 yep. But almost all of them are geared down. Yeah. From what I'm used to, and that might actually, it might literally just be that this is brewed old school, and what we're used to is like craft brewers being like, "I make a dunkel, so I'm going to dunkly mm. dunkle the dunkly dunks." Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had a dunkel in some time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I like it. it. It's but because it's sort of geared down, it's very drinkable. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's like it's, I thought it's on, really on, on first pour. I was like, oh, I'll just, I could easily nurse this. You know, I like dunkles. So, uh, mm. t- I mean, the, the bitterness is actually, now that I've been babbling on for a bit and haven't had another sip, the bitterness is one thing that lingers the longest. Mm. So if you, I mean, because it's so easy to drink, I don't think this will happen very much. But if you let it sit, then that sweetness and 
most of the maltiness will go away, and you're just left with this subtle malty and bitter finish mm -hmm. yeah. that, to be honest, is still kind of there everywhere in my mouth. Yeah. So it's really interesting because it's not very forward, but it seems to have a long tail. Mm. It does, and it, it, it it's not sort of doing anything to kind of in, invite you back. It is a little wetter. It's kind of it's nice and refreshing as well. Um, doesn't have anything you know along a, a lager sort of edge of a, a cleanness or a crispness to it, but it is slightly refreshing. So when you're going in, you're you're having all of those flavors kind of go hey. And then just disappearing, leaving you, as Adol said, with that, that slightly malty kind of bitterness on the end, which does last and last and last. And I haven't felt like I need to pick this up either to refresh that, uh, uh, to, to kind of to bring those flavors back, to get something from it. It hasn't dried me out. This could very easily sort of sit there whilst you're in the middle of doing something, you know, and you could just reach for it as and when rather than... Uh, I'm having a beer. I will sit here and just drink this beer. You can accompany uh, you, kind of, you know, if you're sat here playing a game or doing something. Um, very, very easy to drink and doesn't demand mm. much from you at all. Mm. Very nice. Dunk mm. your faces in those dunkles. Oi. Mm. Yeah. Oh, going back to my glass. Mm. <laughs> Coming back. <laughs> to you yeah it, it looks more neepity now and i've swirled the can and mm. it's much more cloudy um a bit mm. darker in color so it's just a bit of residue in the bottom that couldn't quite I come so. out yeah mm. how is that going to affect the taste it's a bit bit denser in its flavors now mm -hmm. but yeah not not really changed much in that sense just Really well balanced beer. Um, good bang for your buck. It's nice. nice. Hmm. Mm. Perfect. Good. good, good. Let's drink these then. I think we've got a, a, a feast of beers this evening, so we'll probably drink through them quite quickly uh, yeah. and get to next beers so it's pretty soon or sooner than we would normally. Um, so let's jump into the gaming chat. Adol, uh, last week we uh, ran out of time before we got to you and I know there was something you wanted to talk about and there's probably something else you want to talk about as well uh, and I, yeah, can, I, can, I can completely cede my time this week because I've played nothing uh, <laughs> um, obviously you guys want to hear about that going to a pub and meet, playing Magic the Gathering with someone who hadn't oh. played in years right Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally did that just for Lucy's reaction <laughs> Um, it's not going to get better, though, because what I was really going to talk about last week is mm -hmm. a indie turn-based strategy RPG. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear about this because I like the look of it. I like the art style. So you got to tell me yeah. that the game is baby enough for Lucy to play. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, so it's called Tenderfoot Tactics. It's an early access. Oh, is it? I thought it came out. Double check. <laughs> yep, I, I might be getting the the games that I've been playing recently confused. Uh, I just have the beta, but that's because we got a code. Thanks again to the devs, who are, uh, I think it's a publisher Icewater Games uh, gave it to us, and the devs are a list of names like Bad Drew, Michael Bell, and Isa Hutchins. Okay. I think that's how you say it. Uh, but a party of goblins granted magic by an ancient spirit wanders the archipelago fighting back the terrible fog. 
wield elemental power with wild repercussions in this open world tactics RPG. Um, so basically, there's like two modes to the game. One is the open world thing where you pick one of your characters to lead the party and everyone else kind of just follows around behind. So kind of like like your standard RPG, except the bodies are still there, which is a nice yeah. touch. Versus things like JRPGs where everyone phases into you, and then when you enter like a cutscene or whatever, they're just like... <laughs> um, uh, but, um, yeah, and then, and then of course, uh, when you get near in the zone of certain enemies, um, they'll start chasing you, and if they get close enough, you'll enter a combat scene where suddenly... Uh, so basically, open world is is really it, it, uh, dynamically generated in that sense that which is kind of wild. I'll get to the aesthetic in a second, but basically, you run around and you've got a very short draw distance. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like you're on a hill, mm-hmm. um, you can crouch and then you slide down at a great rate. But hopefully, it is at the angle you need. Um, but it's also really useful um, to hit crouch when on a hill to because you'll outrace a bad guy if you don't have a fight. But um, so if if the if um the enemy gets to you when you're on a slope, then it auto generates this sort of chunk of the map, which will have it's it's like a I didn't actually count it, but I'm guessing it's like a nine by nine grid, something close yeah, I to that. I, I, hmm, did it change at all? I can't remember. Uh, it, most of the grid uh maps seem to be around the same size, mm-hmm. but I, I I cannot stress enough that I did not count or pay attention. <laughs> but they're all about this, like like I said, around 9x9-ish. Right. Um, or 10x10. 10 10. There was one in a um, tent which was maybe a bit smaller. Oh, that is true. Yeah, uh, the one like in a tent was like eight, a 4x4. 4 4. one's pretty, pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So. Actually, it's probably like an 8x5. Who cares? No one. No one cares. I mean, sorry, I just realized that I was just going to start going through my memory being like, can I count? Mm-hmm. Well, that guy was there, and that guy was there, and then there was a couple spaces, and then that's us. So that's about five. But then it was quite bigger or smaller wide. than a chess set. Yeah, chess yeah, board. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, I and, it was but smaller. like, <laughs> yeah. So like I was saying, um, <laughs> what's interesting is if you if they catch you on the hill, then there's also terrain. Um, mm-hmm. So height matters. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So you'll have like. Because uh, basically you have mu- movement points and one action, uh, and you can act, move, move, act, which I like, which is I think the now standard convention. It used to be back in the old school days of tactics or uh, games that it was just like move then act, which kind of sucked because sometimes you're like, I'm right beside the guy, I want to <laughs> smack him and run away. Why can't I smack him and then run away? Um, what's nice also is there's a third thing that's really important, um, game mechanics wise, which is at the end of your turn, you pick which direction to face because there's a, oh, it's been two weeks. I can't remember the term they use, but basically if you get hit on the side, it knocks you down. So the turn order is interwoven between enemies and heroes, basically. So it'll, it'll give everyone a number from one through size your party and the enemies as well but the number one will be their next mover but you can see on the right hand side the order and like the weaving of the two um cues so if you hit someone on the side they'll drop one spot down Mm. if you hit someone from the behind they'll drop to the bottom of the order it's like unnerved that's what it is unnerved that's interesting Um, mm mm-hmm are there any other examples of that? Like, 
where you hit them? Like in any other games you've played? I oh. Um, so, so some of these games end up having things like backstab, where hitting from behind does extra damage. Mm. Um, and depending on like your loadout, there might come with a daze. But usually... It's it's not, I've never really seen side and back being different yeah. and yeah side's the new one um and usually it's like a skill a specific skill of a of a character that allows you to do more damage from behind yeah from from what I remember as well of uh, other side which I haven't played mm-hmm. since my first sort of uh, foray into it which was only about an hour um, there were a couple of um, specific moves for the characters which then dropped people back in the kind of in the turn order essentially or that was more of a, like a time based thing and everything took a certain amount of time kind of to do um, and you would just add more time to your enemies basically and stuff so a little bit different but a similar sort of thing where you're managing the battlefield just that little bit more in terms of thinking well this person's going to hit me next but if I hit them first from this side I can just drop them down which means I can move that character out of the way rather than them getting hit sort of thing. Just another nice yeah. kind of strategic level um, yeah. to, to add to the kind of like the battle rather than just, you know, here's a guy, hit him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating how all these developers still continue to find new ways of, mm. you know, branching off and expanding that kind of uh, genre. Yeah. Is... Mm. Um... Yeah, so uh, so basically, I mean, I don't want to go on too long, but um, it's quite in depth. It was more in depth mm-hmm. right off the top than I thought it would be. Like I said, you you got to think of the turn order. You got to think of hitting people, and they'll also hit you on the sides or back. So, and because they can move and then act, the AI, AI is smart enough to like, well, you're gonna like. Ha, I'm facing you. I Now I won't get unnerved. And the AI is just like, I will loop around you and thwack you. And now you are knocked down. Um, also, basically, my first fight, I, I, which was clearly the tutorial, just one of my characters died. Flat out died. And I was like, oh. I mean, I, I, mis, I misplayed. Like, I misclicked. I thought I was on already on number two, but I was oh, right. facing okay. number one, basically. Yeah. And I also didn't know if I could do ranged attacks over a table, which I was learning. Um, but what's nice about the uh, the game um, is in Tender for Tactics, you heal up. If you win the fight, you guys don't stay dead. Mm. Just no, you don't need no Phoenix down, nothing. It was just like, cool, we survived. Mm. We got them loots, which we don't really get much loot. I mean, a few really minuscule loots. I only played it for a couple hours. Um, the other interesting thing is, so you get generic XP from completing the encounter, but each enemy drops experience that you have to go through their square to pick up. Although, uh, in my time playing, I kept moving to the square, and I didn't ever actually mm. confirm to whether I could move through the square and still get the XP. Um, but just because of the, the way it worked, one of my characters was just always the... My my tankiest character was always the one most likely to get the extra XP, yeah. because it's the one moving around the battlefield to try and get hit first. And so it was like, ah, we like we range killed that guy, and now two of his friends are coming. Well, we've just dealt with this guy, so I guess I'm gonna go pick up this experience with the same guy who had got the experience in the last two fights, uh, and then he can be bashed around a bit. 
Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's probably okay, because I think the gameplay... I mean, it, it, it definitely seems like um, that the, that tanky character can take hits a lot better and has a higher HP, and so it's probably better that they level higher because they'll have a bigger HP pool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Um, you can basically equip two pieces of gear per person and there's a crafting system um what's one thing i didn't touch on the combat is the map has like there's like four different elements per square there's height like i've talked about um but there's also um plant growth moisture fire and no, and fire, and, and I think another thing that sounds like moisture, but like there's water and there's moisture, and there's plant growth. That mean uh, and there's more current. like slippy or something? They're going to fall over? No, it's basically um, if it starts out with not a lot. So plant growth is just like what, how much plant there is, and then there are conditions to grow plants is this middle one, I can't remember, and then there's a straight up water. And so, if the at each tick, so each like uh, round takes a number of ticks, and it'll grow plants a certain okay. number of ticks. Yeah. So basically, it's a dynamic environment, which I assume you'll get to places where it's like the plants are out of control, and that's really important because if there's plants, um, if you have four um, movement points and you've got a plant in front of you, like an actual bush, you stop in as soon as you enter the bush square. Is it like the happening, or is that the Mark Wahlberg film? Uh, <laughs> the one with the trees. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah. Imagine running away from the wind. And <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Holy crap! Uh, sorry, I just I just <laughs> saw the Twitch chat, and normally I don't do this, but Ross is in the chat. Hey, hey Ross. Hey Ross. Hey. It's X. Founder and head of te- uh, out of lives, uh, and he is having uh, tenants from west of Scotland. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, like I said, normally I wouldn't interrupt the pod, but I, it's been a while, Ross. Uh, really good to see you, uh, and uh, hopefully we can chat a bit later. Uh, now I'll continue babbling on about tenderfoot tactics. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's this whole dynamic thing um, with. The plants and the water that I haven't entered, but the big thing is like so terrain takes more move to like go up, um, and obviously if there's a bush and then uh, another like terrain like one level up, uh, it's going to basically mean it takes you a couple of turns to get to things. So at the beginning of the uh, fight, the battle, um, you basically have the last two rows, the far left two rows of the map to deploy your troops um and so the initial thing um which unfortunately we had some audio problems so on the stream that we didn't notice until an hour in so there's no vod um which sucks because uh ben and i were chatting away in the discord turns out no one could hear ben so it just sounded like a lunatic (laughs) uh i don't think it's retrievable but we spent a lot of time you should have done the vod on that that would have been (laughs) hilarious um, he's like, like a lot he, of time is he talking to a ghost. What, like, <laughs> yeah, what is happening? Yeah. And he's like, "Oh wait, what if we did this? Oh, I get why you'd wanted to say that, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're right, Ben. Um, <laughs> but we spent a lot of time figuring out the beginning of the 
like the, the, that initial layout like where do you put people and i think that's really important in that game so one thing i would say is uh it feels unforgiving because mm. people die really easily but um you also don't get punished for them dying so long as you win the encounter uh and like i said picking up experience was weird because a couple times it's like so do i just like kite the enemy or take some hits no and and just so i can make sure i pick up that xp um or what do i do and i think that's probably what you're supposed to do like when you're down to one last enemy unless you're down to one and you just need to finish it it's probably best given that you don't get penalized it seems for your your troops dying or getting smacked around by the end yeah it's probably best to just take the hit um and just like make sure you're leveling so that you can the next battle's easier mm -hmm. uh, so that's the thing i didn't do but i think is supposed to be um uh so the the big thing i want to talk about though is the aesthetic Mm. Um, and that's it starts out you, there's basically two modes but it puts you in the first mo mo blah, mode it puts you in is very like 8-bit um, and it's like cool 8-bit aesthetic and like we're talking like OG Final Fantasy kind of like you're mm. barely looking it's, it's more pixels than that but like your head is just a handful of pixels like your movement is like uh, and walking around, it was like, oh, cool. Like, I get this. I like this aesthetic in the beginning. My mm. goblins look big and small, and they all have different color heads. Neat. Um, but one thing that th threw me off was that, like, the icons in the game and the menu and stuff was all very smooth, mm. regular UI. Mm. So it was like, you look all clunky, the world looks all clunky, but then an arrow appears over your head for whatever reason, and it's, like, pristine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that oddly throws me off um and then the big other thing is like i was saying uh because of the draw distance and the generation like as you're uh like i got in a boat and i in the first five minutes and sailed past an island and so when you're moving quickly forward um the island just kind of bounces things just bounce around clouds and things like that are getting drawn just sort of fill the screen and flood flutter and flit until you get close enough and then they sort of stabilize which it's an odd aesthetic, but it's fine. Yeah, nothing, it makes like say, nothing forms until you're very, very close to kind of see it. Yeah. It does make sense in terms of a um, an aesthetic choice for kind of characters traveling across the land that you cannot see exactly the form of the you know the hills over there or the island over there or something like that. You need to go close. Yeah to be able to spare plus but it's not it, that kind it's of not a fog of war mm, like that's yeah. the weird thing it's not just a fog it's like and again like i said especially when you're moving a little quicker it generates and bounces and i i don't get motion sick but i was just like i don't like watching this when mm. it's all pixelated and i went into the menu to be like is there something i can do and it turns out there is because there's a like smooth mode i can't remember what it's called but it's a it's a completely different way to do the aesthetic and like all the screenshots oddly mm. enough are that mode like if you look on the steam yeah, page yeah, everything's very that. smooth and unpixelated because mm. i was gonna um, say it looks like kind of low poly like uh overland which is a um sort of similar tactics uh well yeah based tactics game yeah, because I was um, like, and so, this, is, this isn't eight bit. Because <laughs> I was looking at it, was yeah. Like, more, <laughs> and so I switched to that, and uh, it was still bouncy and janky in that yeah. weird generating way. But it didn't because it wasn't like 
forced pixels going. Mm -hmm. uh, it was way easier for me to. It just it just felt better, and also there wasn't that dissonance between the UI being very polished looking yeah. and the characters and map because. Even though it's low poly, they're still like smooth surfaces, etc., and like clear, clearly characters. Um, so that's the way I, 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 I ended up playing. I'm, I am surprised that it defaults to the 8 bit mode, but maybe it's just because, or the pixely mode, maybe it's just because I want to show it off. But it, mm. I think it's telling that they're. Um, yeah, the screenshots and trailers. The screenshots and the trailers and stuff are mm. in the other mode. Um, so yeah, it, it you as you level up, you can get skills. Which um, you can free swap. You just just get skill points, and you can you have a set skill tree, um, and you can just move the points around. We played around once we had a couple points to play with, and you can even just give up your initial attack. So you can put all your points in like one big heal if you wanted a healer to just run up and heal, um, or something like that. Hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I I really liked it. I'm gonna play some more. Uh, I think. I'm super curious about the plot and how open-worldy it is, because like one of the nice things is um, you go, you finally get to a town, and someone gives you a map, and it's a literal map that someone's drawn, and like because the all, the protagonists are goblins, it's like arrows and X's and stuff scrawled with like what looks like MS Paint just mm -hmm. on top of this like vague map, and there's no like you are here tracker, and there's no north south indicator you're just like well i know i'm i started in this town and i came from this other space so i think if i head due north which should be this way i'll get to where i'm going and you like have to fucking map it's great um so uh, yeah i really like it I, I think it will feel more punishing than it actually is like i said because it wants you to do a lot of thinking and strategy um, but you just have to get through. So, like, the learning curve is kind of... There's a lot to balance, but I think even if you didn't learn all those things and just get through it, you could, you could like, pick things to focus on and probably get through the beginning of the game, but it won't feel like that, which is kind of unfortunate. But I think that's a neat way of making the hardcore tactics people be like, yeah, while not punishing people who are new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. It, it looks like a uh, a game called Shape of the World, which is a very relaxing walking simulator. Mechanically, okay. it, it sounds anything but. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, it is not relaxing. Because like I said, the, so the fog people, which I think are turned goblins, like, they're yeah. just in most of the world. And so, like, a lot of it is, except for on the sea, so you can try and sail around bodies of water, but as soon as you, like, get to a place, you're like, oh, shit. Mm. And then there's obviously, and there's enemies that look bigger and, like, have what looks like armor on it mm. near the end of my, my couple hours in, and it was like, oh, I bet you'll fuck me up. Hey, yep. yeah, you, you run away pretty swiftly from those guys. Yeah. They look very intimidating. Uh, and, like, after, yeah, I uh, accidentally got caught after the stream ended, and it was, like, three of them and four of the other guy types of guys. <laughs> it was like, yep, I'm going to lose. There is a flea mechanic, which is nice, but, um, yeah, it's a it's a cool-looking game. Um, mm -hmm. It is definitely uh, out now, so ignore my notion of early access. I must have been thinking of something else. <laughs> but it came out this month. Like, mm -hmm. Yes. 
came out exactly a week ago as, as of recording. Nice. Uh, and just for clarification, um, we got a code from uh, Player2PR. Oh, did we? Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so t Tender for Tactics, I really like the aesthetic. Uh, I, it's also like, you, there's like, one, two, three, I'm going to say about 20, 25 um, characters you can unlock, and like they are of different sizes and, and stuff. Um, so, uh, and different weapons. Oh, yeah, so there's ranged attack. There's mages in the game, which you haven't unlocked, like the usual stuff. Um, but there's like slingshots and crossbow people, which is interesting because some characters are like, I can hit anything after three spaces. And like the crossbow is like, I can hit anything between three and five spaces. Mm. Or whatever. I think I might have got that wrong. But that's interesting because when you read that, you can be like, oh, I can rush this guy because he can't hit me if I'm right next to him. And so there's interesting strategy there. Yeah. But yeah, nice. so good. Should open that another like a game topics. you two would enjoy, and I would hate. <laughs> Should we open I'd get through beer, then? I, Yeah, I'd get through uh, like the. I'm, I'm game. First bit of a tutorial, then yank out the plug from my. That's it. I mean, unless, I was, unless there's reward was, points <laughs> or something, you're you're done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which I'll probably get onto later. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, Lucy, we will we will come mm. back to you. Have you are you are you three bearing it this week? Yes, yes. Um, and I smashed that Lockman mm. uh, beer back, as you can see. Really good. Nice. But hopefully, moving on to the heavy hitters. First uh. up is. Do you have something to say, dude? No, I just didn't bring three <laughs> beers up with me, but I realized I didn't have to say it now. I could just <laughs> pop you can run down and run an ad and mate. grab a third yeah. Um I'm dumb. Sorry, ignore me. It's fine. You're not dumb. Far from it. Right, this is a beer from Napa Beer. Um and it's called What's Lager Without L the Lime? And it's an export lager. In collaboration with Trek, who I enjoy very much. Nice. Manchester Rural. 5.2%, another 440ml. Uh, can. Don't think there's any flavour text. But yeah, I like Napa beer. They're very good. Does it break down any ingredients? No, I mean, most of the cans. Mm. <laughs> Unlabeled. Um. Oh no. There's malts and hops. Would you like to know more? No, that's fine. Yes. <laughs> would you like to I know would like to know more. About the water maybe? Barley? Mm, the barleys, the oats. What, what a concept. Hmm. What are you opening now? Uh so uh the one I wasn't sure if I wanted to open first because it it's in fact lighter. Um, is the Berlin Jam. Ah. I don't know if you got this in yours. Yes, I did. I it had is that. a Berliner Weisse with wild berries and Cascade hops. It is a startling 4%. Uh, it's got water, malted barley, malted wheat, blackberry, blueberry, elderberry, red currant, and black currant puree. Hops yeast. Um, best before see the end of the can. It's got this lovely can, though. Uh, 
Um, and uh, you'd be shocked to find out that the Berlin Jam Berliner Weisse is from a brewery in Berlin. <laughs> um, I thought he was going to say something like Tokyo or something. strange. <laughs> it's brewed in Canada, Berlin. It, uh, uh, and the artwork is by Benedict Rugar. Uh, and I really like the artwork, actually. And my computer is not auto-focusing, probably because I turned that off. Oops. Um, it's fine. People can Google it. Yeah. Anyway. So, thanks. Uh, we live on the internet now. No one's got anything else to do, have they? Google your beers. Oh, absolutely not. Hey, Siri. Who makes Berlin Jam? Berliner Weisse. You don't have an iPhone. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm hoping people are listening Ask on the Cortana. speaker. <laughs> Xbox off. Um, <laughs> no one's got a connect. <laughs> Come on. She Aren't says, you literally recording this on a connect camera? Yes. <laughs> right, I'm going to open a beer. Pretty good. 1080p, 30 frames. It's capturing you well. Pores. Capturing yeah, you well, you. Lucy. Um, right, I'm going to drink a beer from a, a brewery called Yankee and Kraut. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sure. Great name. Uh, it's called Beer Garden by Night. Uh, oh, I thought it was called The Armistice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dunkles. It's not a Dunkles, no. but it's a, a Dunkless Vice yeah. Beer. Dunkless. Not even double S, so I don't know what that word means. <laughs> if I'm even saying it correctly. Um, if it's in German, I assume it is, even though the beer name isn't. Um, that doesn't give me much information. It's 5.5%. That's it. That's all I get. Mine is Good. very, but just bottle. And then, uh, <laughs> like yours, Lucy, and then a little bit of label, but mostly mm. just bottle. I'll just like, just get out of the door. Exactly. Uh, another beer from the Beer 52 box. So occasionally mm. they are very much like, oh, shit, we need to make 5,000 of these quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lucy, we'll come back to you. Yeah. Looks like a lager. Um, Smells like a lager? Quacks like yeah. a duck. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely get in the lime and. The coconut? Those... <laughs> not quite. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, get in Not helpful. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. Um, get in the lime. Get in. Yeah, getting a nice, uh, that yeastiness, that nice, those malts and those, those yeasties mm. <laughs> that you expect from Nice, the yeasties. Mm. Yeah, the yeasties. Not the yeasty boys, but yeah, that nice estery uh, kind of aroma. Mm. Yeah, looks looks quite thin. Um, poured a very small, uh, bubbly white head. Yeah, it's a bit cloudy, but... Yeah, mostly straw in colour. Hmm. That's a lot flatter than I would have thought. Oh, okay. Hmm. Not what I was expecting. Oh. I wasn't either. <laughs> I expect like a lager to be like really crisp and still have that hoppiness and this is uh, and it hasn't been out the fridge l long I was considering mm -hmm. drinking this first 
but it hasn't been out in the fridge long. Like literally before we came up to, well, it's been an hour, but still. Yeah, nearly. No, it hasn't got that like crisp edge that I'd like from like a, a lager. Okay. This is very much like oh, I bought a lager and then I let it sit for a while, so maybe it is the the temperature. But um, yeah, it's got a, it's got it's more malty than anything, more malt forward, but not the malts that I'd probably like in a in a lager. It's mm. it's got this slightly strange aftertaste as well. That's almost a bit tinny, almost a bit metallic. Okay. And that's never good. No. Especially for lager. Mm. Mm. And that lime isn't doing nearly enough to to counteract that. To make it taste fresher. Like you're expecting lime and lager, you're expecting something crisp, refreshing. Mm. This doesn't feel like that. Um, okay. Very much feels flat and subdued and mm. lime yeah. doesn't quite cut through enough to to lift no. kind of everything else. Mm. No, and it is coming off the back of a very good, well balanced um you know, very more fruit forward kind of beer. Mm. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not mm. a fan of this. It's 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 got it's just got a multi it's definitely got a multi backbone, but that's just straying into. Oh, there's nothing to counteract that, um, and the lime just hmm. feels like thrown on on top. It doesn't feel like it's it's um, complementing anything, like bringing everything up. It's just like it's there, yeah. So no, nah. not a fan of this one. That's okay. too bad. Okay. Yeah, I've had. I I don't think I've had any. Other negative experiences with Napa beer have liked all their beers so far, so and it's with track as well, so that's surprising. Yeah. I really like their beers. Yeah, this one's a bit of a dud. Okay. Isolated dud. A shame. Yeah. Uh, we'll return to maybe a different, and... a different beer which may be <laughs> better later. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'll knock it back and then just um wait for the for the biggie at the end. Yeah. She might crack open soon <laughs> before you. <laughs> uh, Adam, how's yes. your second beer? It is Pinky. Mm. And the brain. Uh, I mean, it's not surprising. Uh, I, I'm just gonna double check. It has one, two, three, four, four berries and a puree as well. So, I mean, if it didn't look this sort of cloudy and red. Uh, something must have gone wrong. Or they're like, yeah, we just put, like, three of them in the batch. Um, Is that a sequel to Three Men and a Baby? (laughs) (laughs) Three Men and a Batch? Yeeps. Yeeps, yeeps, yeeps. Three berries and a... Puree. Puree. I think that's, like, the end of a dead baby joke. That We're just not gonna... (laughs) Oh, no. No, No, back to the beer, quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um so it's very uh, it, it's for four percent it's got decent um a decent little thin head that sticks around slightly sticks to glass it's clearly um thinner than the last one um oops <laughs> hit the microphone um it smells 
quite light. It's slightly sweet. Um, yeah, other than that, it's like almost nothing. A slight like soapiness almost. Mm. But I think that's just because it's, it's like just a clean smelling beer. Yeah, I drank this yesterday. Mm. Mm. Wow, that is... Yesterday? No, night before. Sunday. So you get the Weissabir tartness, um, which goes really well with, like, uh, all the beers, uh, berries I've already forgot. It, it, it tastes for, I think, a little cranberry-ish, even though mm. it, is, it doesn't have cranberries in it, because they've got that Weisse tartness from the yeast, mm-hmm. um, and the Weissabir taste, um, and then all the sweet berryness going on. Um, sweet berryness was the cancelled title of Barry Manilow's first album. Um, yeah, so I'm just getting tart and berry. It, it's odd that they... Oh, can kind of pull some... Especially on the finish, the blueberry kind of pulls itself out. But other than that, it's just... Kind of... Berries, I guess, mm. I think. Uh, it does... It's called the Berlin Jam, and I totes get that because... It tastes like sweet berries until the finish where that, like I said, that tartness kind of... So the berries give it almost too sweet a start, I think. Mm -hmm. And when they fade, you're like, ah, yes, this is a vice beer. And when that fades, you're like, ah, it's just a bit of a a bitterness um, and that that the sweetness is subdued but long. So you just get, you still have that notion of jam, but it's like this is finishing like a beer, which is good. Um, uh, I don't have a lot else to say. I guess I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, given that they wanted jam, it makes sense that it just kind of tastes like berries and there isn't like, except, except for, like I said, near the end, the blueberry kind of pulls itself out. The rest is just kind of, it's a smorgasbord of berries, which is kind of what you have when you have jam, right? You're just like, yes, when I have a jam that is multiple fruits, it just sort of tastes like fruit. Yes. Um, and this that's what the berries are doing here. Um, I'm just used to when there's like four or five different things going on, like, like looking for those tasting notes. But except, except for that like cool draw note of a blueberry, like I said, right before the more bitter finish kicks back in, mm. um, it's just berries. Um, what, what did you think of it yesterday, Ben? Um, I, I, I agree. I, I felt it was a little bit sort of cloying. Um, it felt very, uh, very upfront, very sort of like, bah, here's all of the fruit, every single fruit you can want. And it's kind of a bit like sort of mm, a little chewy as well, perhaps. It didn't didn't present itself as well as I thought as a, as a vice beer. Um, and I completely agree with what you're saying, kind of everything comes at the, at the front and then it starts to kind of unveil itself a little bit and, and, and give a little bit more and go, yeah, we've given you this big hit of fruits, but now we can kind of unpack this a little bit and show the style slightly. Uh, I, I don't know what the, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the brewing process it is in that to give that really big kind of upfront uh, uh, flavor and then to show the style rather than to have allowed it to kind of open itself out and present all of the different kind of um, all the different fruits and stuff going on kind of through the beer rather than it just being like an amalgamation of everything possible in that instant sort of hit 
but yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah, I think okay is exactly what it should be called. <laughs> uh, what a good segue onto my beer because this is also okay. Um, it is a vice beer, but uh, it's a, as I said, it says Dunkless Dunkless vice beer. Um, I'm not getting a big sort of um, uh, a vice beer vibe from this. Yes, there are some mm. fruits, and this is very much blueberry coming through. Um, it, it was on the nose, very very light, but there's not much more going on. It's quite thin. Um, there's barely any carbonation to it at all. It is a little more um, of a of a bronzy red in colour, a uh, little hazy. Not much head at all to it. None of none of my beers have had head at all um, to them tonight. Uh, but it does give you a nice blueberry flavour. There's a little bit of maltiness in there as well. Maybe a little bit of sort of uh, uh, kind of. More, more kind of bready, perhaps. It's almost like maybe, maybe a little bit more pastry, slightly sweet, but maybe like it's sort of like blueberry pie kind of flavour, but okay. actually quite reserved, not very tart, not sweet. Doesn't give you a big hit of, of blueberry. Um, doesn't have any kind of carbonation or fizz to it. It's a little bit sort of flat, and it's kind of it's okay. The flavour is nice, uh, but it's not doing very much. Yeah, it seems like the sophomore slump for all three beers. I think so. I think so. We started well. <laughs> mm, mm, we've toured too much. And we've gone to try and do something new, and it's failed. Yeah. Not failed, but it's been fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um Right, yes. Let's drink these. Let's talk about some more games. Adol, we'll come back to you. Uh because there's another game you wished to talk about this week. Um which you played today. Is that right? Oh you've muted. Yeah, I did. Sorry. I uh realized that I was typing away to chat and was like Oh right! No one needs to on the podcast needs to hear the clickety clack of my Mechanical not subtle keyboard. Uh, keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Gibbous, a com- a col- Gibbous, uh, what? A Cthulhu adventure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is the Cthulhu going on an adventure or? Um, What's going on? No, there? it's an adventure. Uh, <laughs> it's a point-and-click adventure Ooh. game. How yeah, it's a Lucy as Lucy game. <laughs> yeah. but compared to the last one, which was definitely not. Um, so, the, so the re- so it came out last year on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dev is stuck in the attic. Uh, it's also uh, I don't remember. I don't actually remember slash. Maybe Ben was the one who just gave me a code. He might have forwarded me an email, but um, it's just um, uh, come out on Switch, which is why um, they sort of sent us a code for review. Um, Yes, uh, I'm just going to read the description because I think it 
kind of says it all. Well, it's a good primer. Um, sometimes they're not, but uh, crazy cultists, Cthulhu, a talking cat. Gibbous takes you on an expansive, traditionally animated, hand-painted adventure. Play as three protagonists and explore a lushly rendered Lovecraft-inspired world, unraveling ancient conspiracies, a comedy cosmic horror adventure made in Transylvania. Um, and by that they mean it's a Romanian developer, which right. Romania yeah. is Transylvania. Um, so you start the game as a PI hired to look for the Necronomicon. Your name is Don R. Ketype. I think that tells okay. you a lot about the humor of the game. <laughs> yes. It's a um, game. <laughs> um, uh, but like, you basically start outside the library. You go to the library and you're like, oh, I think the Necronomicon is here. And then you get blown up and kidnapped. And then the game restarts and you are the librarian mm-hmm. who looks like Fisher Stevens. Um, but doesn't sound like Fisher Stevens. Not sure. Uh, the guy is. from Short Circuit and Hackers. It's been a while since I've seen this. Oh, yes. Short circuit. Yes. It's the receding hairline and stubbly look, mm. but with the flop of hair in front. All right, yeah. That I'll just screams that. Fisher yeah, Stevens to me. I didn't pick up me. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah you, didn't, you didn't start the stream with me where I'm like, what is... Hold on. What does this guy look like? And then I googled because everyone <laughs> loves streaming content where someone's like, eh. Uh, but yeah, uh, so... Um, his name is Buzz Kerwin. Kerwin? Buzz Kerwin? And I don't get the joke, but I'm sure there is one. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. I think I think that happened yeah. a couple of times, didn't it? Through the through the, through yeah. the game. There it was were, like, there uh, were definitely sure some kind of wordplay esque kind of names and things like that. And you could, I could see you searching for the for the joke and be like, not really sure. Is I mean, there I one? think a lot of it has to do with how you pronounce things as well. Yep. Um, so it is very pretty Um, yeah it is it it, it looks like um, if Secret of Monkey Island had a was set at night well it it kind of is if it was set at dusk (laughs) so um, set in the evening rather than late at night (laughs) yeah so so it's I mean I Grab this game, thought I'd stream it this week, um, mostly because it's like, ah, Cthulhu, cultists, um, Halloween. Uh, it is Halloween in the sense of, really, it's just about pretending things are scary and walking around in costumes, because it's not scary, it's very tongue-in-cheek, um, which is fine. Uh, uh, it's... Yeah, so, uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game, um... How is it on Which Switch? is not great on the Switch. Mm, yeah, that's a problem. I I even used a Pro Controller, for fam. Oh my god! Didn't matter. Um, yeah. So, couple things just became apparent. Uh, like, you know, you you scroll over to the thing and you try and click on the thing. You're trying to go quickly. You miss the hitbox, and you just send your character walking away. Mm. <sighs> Which is just not a thing you ever do with the mouse, really, right? Like, you don't, like, accidentally miss mouse past the thing and then click. But it's very easy to do with... And also, in the options, there wasn't really a way of, like, increasing the sensitivity, it didn't seem like. So it was just, like, a slow... I'm guessing no touch controls, either. I don't know, I didn't try. Yeah, because, like, if you're putting it on the Switch, like... 
integrate those touch controls. Like, yeah, that's fair. There's no excuse not to. To be honest, like, if you're spending the money porting it, just just use the touch controls. Yeah. Um, other things that kind of bothered me was like, uh, which again, I think I think are would be so rare in the PC. So I get why QA, even though it's a year old, like it came out January or sorry, August 2019. Mm. Um, yeah. But is things like so you have a button to open your inventory, um, and it just sort of flips your inventory up on the bottom, let's say 10% of the screen, probably yeah. less. And then you've got the items in your inventory. If you click anywhere on that bar that isn't one of the items, it's like you clicked on the screen and caused your character to walk that way. It doesn't make an inventory hitbox, so to speak, mm-hmm. which is really frustrating um, when you're like, okay, I want to, like, I'm standing by the thing. I want to take this thing and put it on this other thing. Uh, now I've walked halfway across the screen. So even though clicking on this thing and clicking on the other thing will cause me to still do the thing now i have to wait for me to walk across the screen once and then twice again um and it's it's like little things like that just just sort of feel janky and and again i i feel like it's just not really doing the extra qa of oh a controller is less accurate that way you got away with some stuff with your mouse and keyboard that you can't do now so maybe spend those extra that extra time um i did uh i like i said it's it's like tongue-in-cheek there's some interesting like meta jokes a lot of pop culture references and like one (laughs) said sorry as always with point and click yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it 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 does the meta referring to puzzle solving or weird things you're doing enough not too much I do think, uh, and also like a dropped reference to um, Kung Fu or Kung Fu The Legend Continues because they said, I'm like Kane walking, I'm not like Kane walking from town to town or whatever is super niche now. (laughs) But like, it's like, ah, you guys are in your like 30s and 40s because between those two shows, I get it and reruns, right? Uh, I liked, but. I found yeah so so it's fun uh it's it's got this cultist thing the puzzles were good there's only a couple times where it's like I don't know what the fuck to do mm-hmm. and it was the usual point and click thing of just like okay take stock oh right Pixel there's hunting. this I didn't yeah. actually try this on that I'll yeah. just do that cool we're fine let's go forward so it's it's never really taxing which I think is ideal <laughs> um for an adventure like a point and click I don't play them to be super super puzzly but i don't want them to just be a walk in the park so having a couple spots where it's like ah and again there was a couple ui moments which weren't ideal um but overall it was fine mostly the most of my ui problems weren't were like based on input not being like once i found out like yes it came out as a computer game first i was like ah this makes a lot of sense Mm. these are still problems but i get why they're problems um, the other thing is, though, there are just points, like, so all of the dialogue is, is spoken, which is really cool. Um, makes streaming it odd, because, um, it's hard to talk over a game when the game is talking a lot, and I think that's, like, the one thing that came out in a way that I didn't think I might have realized if I was just playing it, which was, there are 
like large spots of this game where you are doing nothing but just listening and talking um to the point where it's like okay i'm streaming so i don't want to like stop all the dialogue because there's an audience but i think playing this by myself i'd be super tempted to continuously cut off the voice acting even though i like the voice acting and i think yeah, it is very emotive that. yeah i just skip it like you really yeah i just i feel like that's I, I yeah i guess i was just disappointed that there was there like i said that there's moments where it's like it's gonna talk at me for five minutes and it's not like i don't want to hear it tell me these things mm. it's just i don't want it to be telling me these things for this long that's common um yeah yeah i know i just was hoping so but other than that like like i said a couple of the the jokes and like wall breaking stuff were a little too much but you, you kind of have to i mean that's just your own threshold and like you, if you're into sort of a comedic point and click that is pop culture and self-referential you know that some of these things won't hit right uh i, I so i do i do really like it um i'm gonna go back to it i went through to the beginning of chapter three so like prologue chapters one chapter two i don't know how long it is but um, how long to beat.com yeah i was gonna say i don't know why i didn't look this up before when i knew it was an older game um the main story is nine hours okay and i played two and a half maybe two does it tell you does it tell you how many chapters it is because uh, you got you got to the start of chapter three, didn't you? Yeah. Mm. You um, to... How long to beat just says main story is nine hours and nine minutes on average, and the extras is ten hours. Uh, and but some completion it did in seven. Um, so I'm guessing like so one of the things that I did do because there was all these like voiceover things and some of the and and it was decent writing right was. I clearly was done in a scene, but there was like five different things to look at. And I'm like, I know that none of this matters, but I'm going to just see because maybe there's a quip I'll enjoy. There's um, seven chapters on the prologue. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a third of the way through-ish. Yeah. Um, ish. Slightly more. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like it. I think I'll, now that I know how long it is, I think I'll still, I'll probably aim to finish it because... Unless I get bored. I also have only played as two people. Mm. Um, so that'll be good, right? Um, but yeah, so that's... Um, I was going to say, that's how long to beat. No, that's the wrong thing. That's, the thing I look up. <laughs> that's Gibbous, a Cthulhu adventure. Uh, I haven't met any Elder Gods yet. I've just made it to a fish town, which oh, is called Fishmouth. Okay. Um, oh, and everyone good. seems to be afraid of it. Uh, it looks like the nonsense <laughs> is going to ramp up because most of the game I was playing is like there's no one around. Like you, you have you meet like two characters in the street, and then you unlock a door to meet another one, and there's a cabbie without a face. But like the beginning of chapter three, there's like here's five people on screen, and I'm like cool, I have to end the stream. But now I want to know, I want to talk to all these people, so. Um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward t to seeing how the, like, plots intertwine, especially how they'll introduce a third person. Um, but yeah, that's Gibbous. Uh, I give it a hearty recommend if you are into point-and-click. It's also just beautiful. And like I said, the production value with the, um, 
voice acting is really good. Like, they're not, like, Oscar-winning performances, but, like, it's believable, and all these... There's a bunch of lines that are said that you're like, yep, character saying that, cool. Uh, and... Um, it's good enough that I, like I said, I was oh, still running the lines of things I knew wouldn't progress me through the game. Mm. Because between the writing and the the voice acting was good enough that I wanted to hear them, for the most part, say the things. And the writing is good enough that I was like, oh, there might be a joke here. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll just yeah. do these extra. I'll go back to the tree. Ah, so la the last complaint I will say is... Um, there are mo so there are like dialogue trees where it's like, hey, you got four options, and it's very old school point and click adventure where you like go through the first option, and then you can cycle back and then do the third and the second and the fifth. Um, like no no consequence, no no kind of idea of conversation. Yeah, and it's just like on a modern game, I'd expect maybe to lock some of these off. So for example, you see a cabbie and he's like, and you're like asking about the person who was his previous fare. He's like, ah, I don't tell stuff about my customer. And you're like, ah, I'm their priest. And then you get a dialogue line, which is meh. And then you're like, ah, I'm their lawyer. And then you're like a dialogue tree thing that's like meh. And then you're like, ah, I'm their friend. And they're like, oh, if you're their friend, what's their name? And it's like, N no game. Like, it is 2020 or 2019 still. Like when it first came out, you have to be able, you have to be like, no you can't be the lawyer and the priest and the friend all at the same time. Or if you say that, there you have to give me a dialogue option that says, oh yeah, I used to be a lawyer and turned into the priesthood and I gave them their advice as a friend. Bam. Like, that's a way of tying those stupid options together if you do them all. But like, you, it just felt kind of sloppy because there's so much polish to the game that... And then other times you like get a tree, but then it ends up getting you to the, the end of why that person's important. Mm -hmm. So you don't actually get to the five options. So then it's like, okay, sometimes I am not guaranteed. So it feels like I'm guaranteed to just go through all the stupid stuff so I can start silly or start strong. But then other times it's like, oh, I started strong and I wanted the silly. Eh. So I don't know. It, um, it's a game I... I like, but it does feel kind of unpolished in certain things. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, you watched the stream. I you, did. You caught the last like hour, I think. Yeah, yeah. I came in very late. Um, I think it didn't, at least from the kind of appearance, seem unpolished. But uh, everything that you kind of said as uh, as an issue, definitely, I could see even from that last sort of hour. You know, missed, missed the beginning of the game. Which is, is probably, I don't know, with something like that, is that its weakest kind of point, really? Kind of the opening where you're trying to discern what's happening and it takes you through quite slowly and stuff. Um, but it did seem that, you know, the, the gripes that you've got with it did stick around, you know, right towards the, the end of what you're saying. And there was a lot of overshoot. There was a lot of dialogue. I, one character was just talking and talking and talking. Um... And it, it does seem that it was just a bit kind of um, not not long for the sake of it, but you can see that they've wanted to like express themselves as they're writing and they want to get their kind of their cultural touchstones and their uh, and their in jokes and things like that in, and maybe it's kind of just a bit over 
done, perhaps. I um, think that's exactly yeah. Mm. It, it's that it's that classic thing in all kinds of media where the writer is like feeling clever and uh, to the expense of the entertainment value of the thing. Um, but I think the other thing is all. Uh, so besides those like long-winded or bits or it's like i like your voice acting but also you're talking too much so now i'm bored with both and that sucks because i like your writing and i like your voice acting but they're just the grading like those grading things i think you're yeah i think that's just it sucks but it happens um but then i think the other thing is it's just too quick of a port yep okay like 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 i said like the weird technical stuff is stuff that would still bother me in a uh on the computer but the odds of me finding it would be way lower and the fact that they didn't do the necessary qa for what does it mean to put this on the switch um and oh actually we need to fix we need to patch these like small things because they kind of just suck because it makes it feel like you're not in control of the character in a clean way you got to do that you got to do your due diligence and like that's just doing qa for the form factor right mm-hmm. so um it, it sucks but it, it's not it's not game breaking it's just disappointing i guess yeah. um and it doesn't change the fact that i think if you are in the mood for a point and click game uh and you have a switch um it's on the steam wish one. list hmm? it's on the steam wish, wish list now ah. Steam. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> unless you really want to play in bed or something, I, I would go for the Steam version because I think yeah. half my pains would go away even though they would still technically be there just because just because the mouse is the mouse. Need that double click. Yeah. Good. Let's open some more beers. I think it's time. I think it's time uh, to open a third beer. I know you haven't drank much at all at all because you've probably been talking a lot. Oh, no, I finished my beer. Ah. But I... Can we run an ad break and then I'll go grab my third beer? Yeah. Have an ad, viewers. Uh, Take it. Be back! Take it in your eyeballs. Take it. Audio. Audio listeners, you can get us talking about (laughs) taking it in the eyeballs. For another. How long did he run an ad for? How how quickly can he get down those stairs? Let's just hope he doesn't fall. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Yes, I hope so. There is no rush. Because, <laughs> I mean, well, i got to wait for that ad. Are we back? How, about, how long yes, did you run back. ads for? Oh, the ad break ran out a while ago. Yeah, it was Pringles in the sky. Nice, good. Glad to know, <laughs> Glad to know we're hitting our core demographic with stuff. Uh, Lucy. What are you opening mm. up next? A day. <laughs> <gasps> nice. Um, something good nine. IPA six point two percent. Nine. Yes. It's got this weird crocodile jockey. Dundee. No, not quite. Crocodilemans. Cacodemon, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Something is a rotating IPA series, which we, I'm sure we've discussed. Yep. Um, yeah, for the ninth iteration of our Something Good series, 
we explore a heritage malt as the base for our house-style IPAs. Chevalier malt provides a rich biscuity backbone, on, to on top of which Simcoe... Sorry, this is like... I hate it when cans are like... This is like light orange on green, and it's... I can't read it. Um, mm. uh, Simcoe, Equinox... Uh, yeah, they bring tropical citrus and pine goodness. A rich fruit forward and soft IPA. Yeah. Please put, like, better coloured text on your labels, please, really. Because I mm. can't read it. It's got, I mean, it, yeah. yeah. It's just frustrating, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's got some stuff in it today. It's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, so. we could probably finish there, can't we? My favourite beer <laughs> this week is Lucy's uh, Day Out Beer. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adel, what are you opening up? Uh, I've got this Weizen beer, which is 5.3% by Burro, mm. which obviously isn't called Burro because it is a German beer. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the donkey beer. No, it's, uh, I mean... Looks That's like a lion, a isn't it? Yeah. Um, That's not a I don't donkey. Know what, I think Burro is the name of the brewer. Yeah, brewer. Yeah, Burro Browery says there in this blurry thing because between my camera and Nvidia broadcast, no, they don't want us to see it. Um, yeah, so it's just a Weizen. Uh, so five point three percent. It was the beer i was like i'm not sure i want this one this week but i'll put it in the fridge just in case and then you guys are like we're having three beers this week and i was like haha i have a beer this well week. ben said it and then we all just because <laughs> we yeah. were like yeah you know what that sounds like a good idea we rarely have three beers anymore do we and all of mine were only baby 330 light beers so I yeah all, all of mine are cans and small cans and bottles mm. and like five or less yeah Good, right. I'm drinking a beer called the Super Duper IPA. Aha! From Uberquell. Or Uberquell, perhaps? Q U E L L? Uberquell? Uh, it does have a little bit of flavour text, which is, in fact, in English. Uh, a guide to be fruity. Open the balcony door. <laughs> Free your mind into the hammock. Out of the daily hustle. Is Crown this an caps song? <laughs> What's going on? Who knows what the fuck is going on? Crown caps down. Exotic tastes in. Sounds OMG. But it's a IPA. Cool. I mean, I'm not, I'm not... I don't know. It's brewed in Hamburg in Germany. It's 6%. Wait. It's an IPA. It's got a nice label. I like the giant nice umlaut of you. Mm. Uberkel. Uber. It did have a lovely nose. It, which it's the only beer so far which is, is wafted from the bottle as soon as I uh, as soon as I popped it. Uh, but Lucy, you're sipping already. Let's come back to you. Yeah, it's good. Don't it's matter good. what temperature good. you drink this at. Just good. Mm. A nice pininess to it. Nice bitterness to it. Nice uh, tropical flavors at the start. It's it's that signature beer. It's um 
Just everything you want and more. Good. Perfect. Um, I, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> it had some Citra and Equinot. Those are great. Everything's good. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> mm. Mm. We'll come back to it later then. I imagine. L- Adam. How's yep. yours? So, here it is. Straw, goldie, honey. Somewhere between straw and light honey. Um, very, I think I'm saying that because the color is straw colored, but it's like very thick uh, or not very translucent. So you can kind of see shadows, but it's it's pretty opaque. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, yeah, I mean, it's a bison. So it smell, it's got that um, tart yeastiness right off the nose with a hint of sweetness. Uh, it's it the it uh yeah. So the last one, the vice beer I had last week was le- was more tart and less sweet. I say this has got more sweetness on the nose. Mm. It's also thicker in the mouth and on the tongue. Mm. But actually, more malty. It's got. I don't know how to say this um, coherently, so hopefully you can ride my <laughs> thought wave here. Um, usually, vice uh, beers are like sort of higher in the taste, sort of a light tartness, um, and hmm. it's not so deep. This is like a deep vice beer where it's. I think it's just there's more maltiness going on, and it's bringing everything sort of down again. This height metaphor, I hope, makes sense, um, but. You're yeah, high. we get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just it's got a deeper um, flavor. The tartness, I think, the key is like the Visa yeasty tartness doesn't kick in until the main flavor is gone. So it just feels like deeper, and it's just like oh yeah, it's like a slightly viscous, um, but some more light malted. So you're not getting like distinct multi notes as like you're not getting like coffee or toffee or roasted notes or anything. Where you're like, ah, oh, yes, this is like a a non wet sort of more viscous multi drink, and then after that fades just a bit, you get you get the visa hits, um, which is really interesting. Um, and maybe just because it's straight from the fridge, that it's taking a while for those. Um, notes to to hit such that it's just feels it's just maybe a little too cold so it feels a mm. little duller on the beginning of the taste that might be what's going on um did you have this in your smorgasbord yesterday i did but i think you remember I, any I, of it i do not know <laughs> it's fair yeah i mean i think i think actually as soon as i said that and felt the glass i think that's what's going on is that it's just a little too cold for a vice beer um, and I'm and so it's taking a while for those notes to come out, and that's making it feel kind of. I think it's like when I say deep, it's it's like something's missing off the top, and I think it's just kind of empty because it's just too cold. So you're just getting the malts coming through, you know, at a time when it's probably designed to have the malts and 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 like those yeasty um, notes come out a little better. Um, so we'll see if it changes by the end. Uh, 
it's not bad it's just really like yeah it feels empty until sort of the end of the taste curve beginning of the finish and i suspect it's not by design but we'll see if that's also just a fault it, sure I, I'll, I'll let you know at the end of this one yeah okay um, yeah cool um nice so that leaves me the uber cal um it's got a lovely nose um, it's it's reminiscent of something like a Goose Island, but without that sort of sickly sweetness to it. It's very malty, a little sort of bready, but with a little kind of sweet toffee hints to it. It's a it's a nice color. Um, it, you know, it's it's an IPA color. It's completely sort of um, hazy, a little bronze. Slight orange hint to it. Mmm. Well, that's interesting. Oh, like it. It gives me those kind of malty, bready, toffee notes, but it does have mm. a a slight lift to it with a little bit of tropical fruit in there. Um. Mm. I think it's grapefruit. There's a little bit mm, of citrus, of course. Little, yeah, little bit of citrus in there as well. But it, yeah, it, the, the thing that kind of swings me more towards grapefruit is its finish. It provides that kind of slightly more dull uh, bitterness to it. Leads in nicely from those malts and those those sort of those sweet notes, and then just goes. Mm, here's a. We just drop it a little bit, give you a little bit of bitterness, slightly piney, not very much, but it's more of a uh, um, more of that kind of that, that definitely that grapefruit bitterness that you get. Um, the sweetness does poke its head up right at the end again, uh, but dies back down very quickly. And I think that's maybe just the way that the beer kind of coats the mouth, and that sweetness just sort of sits on the the front of the tongue a little bit to then kind of show itself again slightly uh, but it leaves quite dry it's very very quick and that lasting taste is slightly malty but much more of that kind of grapefruit flavor um, I, I actually uh, would like this maybe a degree or two a couple of degrees uh, colder it's now been sat here for like an hour and a half so maybe mm. if I'd have got this out half an hour ago or so, it would have been about the right sort of temperature, perhaps. And it's it's very, very close to that kind of area of, say, like Goose Island and Punk, but it's got a little more flavour and it doesn't have that kind of sickly sweetness to it, um, which sort of suggests it's maybe a little bit better made than those or at least they're still controlling quantities in sort of batch elements and brewing this on a smaller scale than just churning beer out um, it's very very easy as well yeah mm. sounds alright yeah yeah it does have a little bit and I'd probably say more to this at the end if it sticks around but Mm. Is that there? Mm. I'll come back to it at the end if it okay. presents itself more. There's something that's slightly in there which might 
stay or not, but I'm not really sure yet. Mm. I should drink this some more. Uh, but we should jump back into probably our last chat for the evening. Uh, Lucy, we'll come to you. What would you like to talk about this week? Um, I shall talk about my first foray into cloud streaming. Oh, that's the one. I'll get to that in a second. And by and that it's... you mean you're streaming Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no, although I did play Final Fantasy VII for the first time ever. For reward points, and then I show. Um, I had to OG like, or I guess OG. it must be OG because yeah. I had to kill like ten things. <laughs> ten things I hate about this game. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, music. You weren't great. curious about Severoth? Did you? You must wait. Did you even get as far as being curious about Severoth? I got off a train. I mean, that's... Yep. And then... So, hold on. You got off a train. If it was actually ten enemies, you kill two in the first... On the platform. Six, yeah, no, two on no, the platform, I, I set and then off a, a subsequent bomb. three. I set off a bomb and then got on a train. Oh. And Clyde did, like, a gamble into a train, because he's a cool dude if it's right, like, yeah. Right, I see, yeah. He, he, you yeah. escaped. You escaped onto the train. Yeah. Oh, that's fairly far. <laughs> yeah, it's quite far. You feel yeah. killed the first... Scorpion. So you got off the train. You I gave went it a in. fair shake. I was like, yeah. "What is so good about this game? Everything. The music. Yes, the music. Yes, and nothing and else. The amazing <laughs> graphics. Blocky, do not forget. Blocky. No, no, no. I do, I do like the graphics. They look like they're they're very quaint for like modern standards. So, um, I, yeah, just not something I ever do care again. to go back. To yeah, you know, it's it's just because it's so long, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, those games are too long. Maybe if it was like five hours, I'd like to say, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna play this, I'm gonna do this, but I'm not spending my life. <laughs> you can't even play the remaster then, mate, because even, even just the first part is like 30 hours, so I'm good. Um, I, 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 it's so, I wouldn't say I miss a boat on it because I never liked RPGs. Um, maybe I just wasn't the age for them at the time when you know all the SNES ones are around. But I think, and I think Pokemon, Pokemon like broke me as a child. Um, even though I really <laughs> enjoyed it, yeah, it broke. <laughs> it definitely did. It did broke them on. Um, so yeah, it, it was nice to actually say, "Oh, I played some of that." Even though it was fifteen minutes, but um, uh. No, I did not stream Final Fantasy. Um, but speaking of Final Fantasy, I did play that in Game Pass, and I have been dipping in and out of Game Pass. Um, hmm. um, the game that, I, that I've that i just been playing the last is it like two days or something like that, or was it Sunday I started it? It was either yesterday or Sunday I started it, and it was just literally to get rewards points. Um, Naturally. Yeah, and it's... Uh, uh, Super Lucky's Tale, which I believe started oh. as a VR game. It I'm did. Not... Yeah, I think they've um, like remastered it. I think fixed like some of the camera control, um, made it just like a three D platformer that anybody can play. You don't need a VR headset, and it's really good. Um, I played like the first two worlds, 
of it, like um, almost 100% of the first two worlds, I think there's about five. It's very Spyro-esque, you have like these little hub worlds and you're going into these uh, separate levels within them. The, the controls feel great, um, animation's great, Look, the look of it is like nice cartoony art style. Um, I've been skipping the dialogue in the story because I don't care, but <laughs> you know, it's just like throwaway 3D platform. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, but, is this Super hmm. Lucky's Tale or Lucky's Tale? They're the same thing, aren't they? So, Lucky's Tale is the VR game, and Super yeah. so they Lucky's made it Tale into... is the sequel. Oh. Didn't they just non-VR it? Uh, I thought that's what they did. Or I could yeah, be wrong. I'm on the Wikipedia and it... It may be a sequel because there's New Super Lucky's Tale. No, New Super Lucky's Tale is the Switch version. I'm playing it on Xbox. So the Switch version <laughs> is just a Switch remaster of Super Lucky's Tale. Which is expanded in the usual nonsense. Um, but I do think... I'm playing a 3D platform with a fox. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't enough. know if it matters beyond that, and it's on Game Pass. Wait, I is don't this, know the law the game you stream? Super Lucky's Day. Oh, no, you're no, right. Wow, no, no, no it's no. just that... Um, That's later. <laughs> wow, this, so the Wikipedia has really let me down. So the Super Lucky's Tale... Uh, Wikipedia entry is like a couple pages long. The Lucky's Tale is like a bunch of empty space, and it just says, "Is an indie 3D platform video game develops blah blah blah." Uh, launch title pack in for Oculus Rift. Uh, a sequel. Oh no, a sequel without VR support was announced at two th E3 2017, titled Super Lucky's Tale. So but there's like the no information on the OG VR game, presumably because no nobody one played, played it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I'm guessing they took whatever bones of that was and then just cooked them up for the sequel and put it on consoles. But yeah, yeah, it's a really good 3D platformer. It's um, I played a slice of Ukulele, the first one. I think it's called The Impossible Lair. That one, I think. Um, yeah, and the difference is like night and day. Fair enough, Ukulele was made on like a shoestring budget, but yeah, just 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 the feel of it and like look of it and the polish around Super Lucky's Tale is just it's just far and away better than um, that other modern analogue. So, yeah, check it out if you've got Game Pass. It's, it's really enjoyable. It's quite easy, so I think, like, good for kids. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably go all the way through it. I think it's probably only nice. about seven or eight hours. But, yeah, it's just one of those things that I've, like, had no interest playing prior to... Just trying it on Game Pass, and, but yeah, it immediately hooked me. It's like, yeah, this is this is nice, this is pleasant. Um, other Game Pass game I've been playing as of today, because it came out today, was um, Carto, which is uh, this little puzzle game where you... It's got this really interesting mechanic where you are this girl, she gets stranded on this island, it's seen from like a 2D overhead perspective and you're collecting map pieces and every time you collect a new map piece you can press the Y button and you go into like this kind of overland look and you've got this grid and you can move the map pieces oh, no. around and basically like once you place the map pieces back down 
you can then explore those new places and you have to like fit them together like a like a puzzle like a puzzle piece but just look like you know a general map so like um, some of this typography has to match before you can fit them in the right places in the grid oh, and stuff like so that. yeah I'd, I'd seen this and i thought that was one of the things mm-hmm. that i kind of uh, had picked up from it like was it a case of getting a piece and, and, and placing it or is it like a super adaptable kind of map that you can pick a piece back up turn super it around adaptable. a little bit and then absolutely yeah you can mm. rotate map pieces you can move the piece so you, of the map where the girl's standing you can yeah it's really flexible in nice. that sense so you mm. you're building the world you're not solving the world is that more... you're building the world as in you're collecting these map pieces and you are built it has got that kind of freedom where you are tailoring it to your own yeah, I guess look, that, that's all I meant. Was like, it's not like you're trying to solve like yeah. this is the map, and I don't know how what it's supposed yeah. to look like, and I'm trying to figure that out. It's yeah. like, um, I there this? are different ways I can put these pieces, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, and it's s- about me building the optimal thing for what I'm doing. Yeah, like I've just started a new level, so yeah, can't really see it. But like, once I get a new map piece, I can mm-hmm. move all these around. You know, so. Mm. Oh, you can move all of them, so that, like, yeah, you can move anyone. Yeah. Oh, cool. I yeah. I thought it was like generative in the sense of like, yeah. So my question was assuming uh, once a piece is placed, it's, it's fixed, and was it like solving how they are or moving things around? Yeah, I can like move that down here. And, so long know. as they're like touching, kind of thing. Yeah, as long as it's like the same typography, like a. a, a a body of water has to match a body of water. You can't mm. really see, but there's like four river bends on this one, so they have to connect right. properly and stuff like that. Okay, so, so like you have to, the topography has to match, but that's it. And you can change yeah. it on a whim so yeah. long as the topography as maps. It, that's super cool. Yeah, it's, That it, makes it way more dynamic than I realized. I'm, I'm mm. like well interested in this game. Yeah, it's on Game Pass for PC, I think, as <gasps> well. But it I works really now. well on... I it works play. really well on console as well. Yes, you can. Um, but yeah, it, if anyone uh, doesn't have Game Pass, those people exist, Why? I think. Uh, yeah, but I think that there might be a Steam demo still up, because that's where okay. I first played it from the festival. Um, so yeah, I've been playing those two. I haven't played any more Disc Room as of yet. Um, mm. Still really want to get back into that. I just want to like sit down and just focus on that, and I haven't met the time, but... Yeah, that's um, fine. The foray into cloud streaming. Oh, was... right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that's how you started this segment. Yeah. This, uh, going away from the game subscription service into another game subscription service, but is nowhere near as good, is Did the you Google get Luma? Stadias. No. <laughs> I don't even know what that Amazon one is. Um, Facebook have got one there. No, no, I. I um, fired up Google Stadia um, to play that free demo of that Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh yeah, I mean that, I mean, that, that sounds Ubisoft like game. that literally sounds like a magic card to me. <laughs> what? Well, Immortals Phoenix it. Rising. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, it's like a that gods and monsters called? Gods game. and monsters. Yeah. Mm. I, it was more of a case I wanted to see how well Stadia worked. 
Um, mm -hmm. Right. Oh, it's an Ubisoft game. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not I really no meant interest. to talk about those, but... No. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was free. No money was spent. That's no, I, I sold my soul to Google. Um, and logged into my Google account, which I haven't done in ages. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a Ubisoft game. <laughs> it's um, it feels bad to play because oh. Ubisoft just love putting a tap button on RB, which is yeah. stupid. Just put yep. it on X. Yeah, why are you doing that? Um, but it doesn't feel as like slow and heavy as like the Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed games because mm -hmm. it's much more fluid okay. and dynamic. You're, you're a god, I think, um, and you've got like this glide and got this fast run and stuff. So it doesn't feel as nearly as lethargic or heavy or or plodding as those games, um, which is good. It's 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 definitely got like oh. What I used to like about Ubisoft, I don't like anything about them now, but what I used to like about them is that they'd take risks on different IP. Yeah. That seems to have stopped recently, where it's like, yeah, okay, we have this new IP, but it's it's basically just open-world fodder like the rest of it. This, again, seems like more open-world fodder, just a bit more RPG-ish, a bit more right. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because this is like say, in ancient Greece as well. Um, but it's it's more colourful. It's mm. it's doing some new and interesting, and possibly unique things. Um, interesting, which are taken straight from Bre Breath of the Wild, like <laughs> ah. like climbing stamina, um, even the look of the weapons, like that neon blue tint that Link had on some of his armor, um, like the glide. Really? So 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 it's like so it's 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 taking that risk in like that it's new IP, but it's it's still chasing that. Standards what's gonna sell? Of... What's gonna sell? Because Breath of the Wild sold well. Assassin's right. Creed Odyssey sold well. Yeah. So there's nothing really. Um, there's nothing about it that'll just like book the trend. It doesn't seem something as new and interesting as creative or something like. I don't know, um, Beyond Evil 2, even though that's never coming out and that's a sequel, <laughs> that seems like something, what they said, the direction of that nothing game is going in seemed different. This this very much seems to be, we're, we're ticking all those boxes, open world boxes, but... Right. Um, in terms of technically, with Google Stadia, not a great advertisement, to be honest. Uh, it looked like someone had smeared Vaseline all over oh, my no. screen, and it, it would the, hitch you often. Through the browser. Yes. Mm. the The most impressive thing about it was that it loaded instantly after yeah. I sort of went to my email to authenticate it, even though there was no authentication thing in the email. But it right. didn't. It didn't start until I opened that email, oh, wow. which was weird. Like yeah. auto authenticated just on opening. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I get it. I guess if you like, if you're in the full Google ecosystem and you got into the yeah. email, you can click a link in an email. Yeah. It does seem like it's a little a step too far in autonomy-wise that yeah. people might balk at. Even though, like, functionally, I get it. It's just skipping a step, but it's like, yeah, but 
Yeah. I apologise, I really need the loo again. So yeah, no worries. I'm gonna run. <laughs> and then run continue. Run an ad. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I can you. I can run an ad. In fact I might want oh, one do it. Also use the loo. How, how much do you need the loo, Lucy? You finished talking uh, about this, can we round badly. up our beers and finish? Yeah, uh, uh, let me just quickly go. Alright, oh, yeah. You see that jug fine. of water? I drank a few of those today, so. <laughs> <laughs> and three beers, so I'll be back. Plus, I'm over 30, so. That's true. Oh, yeah, unlike the rest of us. <laughs> right, I'll be back. Awesome. Cool. Uh, uh, Adol, how yeah. have you even thought about trying Stadia through the browser at all? Nope. Uh, I mean, I haven't really looked at the list of games, but I, I mean, now that I'm actually streaming a couple times a week uh, and we're using codes, it's like, well, I definitely have a backlog of a million games. I have mm. um, Humble, Trove, I've got all my old games, I've got PS Plus and um, Game Pass. Boy, do I have too many games already to try such that um i mean from what i've seen of stadia and again i haven't looked at it in months it's mostly games that like are old or on other platforms um so no um i haven't looked into luma or whatever and i probably won't just because i don't need another thing i, I kind of i had the humble thing uh game pass i've added in if it if i don't i'll probably do the get points to make it cheap approach um and uh i think i'll just like even if the the like luma's got a great setup i just it's just too many things it's like the cable model before like like when it broke and it's like streaming is kind of now where it's like Especially in like America, like um, the in the U.S. is a good example, right? Like for TV, you need Hulu, you need Netflix, you need CBS All Access, you need Disney Plus to see all the shows that you used to just have a cable package for. And yes, it's slightly cheaper than a cable package, but not by much. Um, mm. So I feel like this is where streaming games has got where it's like, you know what? I I'll just not watch How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the same sort of feeling. It's like yeah. Everyone's talking about the show, but I can't have all the streaming services, so fuck it. Yeah, but it's like there's enough entertainment everywhere where you don't need everything, and missing out on one thing isn't going to kill yeah, you. And yeah, and I'm old enough that I don't... I mean, I do get FOMO on certain things, like Cyberpunk 2077, or whatever it's called. 3577? 77. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. 77, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's a, that's a game I might get sooner rather than later, um... But it's like the first game in a long time where I'm like, maybe I'll okay, do that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being excited for the one thing now and then. But yeah, where it exactly. is just like, where it so, does become FOMO, where you had no interest in, in something, and then you like, oh, I want to be part of the conversation. I've never understood that. Like, mm. what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I basically... Exactly. So, so it's just like... Cool. I watched the Sopranos um, this year, so <laughs> it's like I'm okay with missing stuff. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like there's very few games that I get FOMO about. Um, 
and I'm and I think it if they are if they seem like they might be coming to a service like I, that I'm already part of, I probably will wait anyway. Like if there was a triple A title from a bigger studio <coughs> that made a splash but nothing else, yeah, it'll hit Game Pass or PS Plus at some point. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I don't need to play it right away. Yeah, um, it's, fair. it's nice to play things when the hype has calmed down and you can have that independent thought about it without, mm. you know, getting swirled in other um, opinions. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. To, to be honest, it's also just like, um, I don't have a lot of free time and money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, hey, it turns out playing a game six months after it comes out, unless I really want to be on the Twitter zeitgeist, kind of the same so why don't I find out when from people who are willing to make that bet, whether it's good or not? And also, boy, are games garbage when they come out anyway. So I'll just wait for them to fix themselves. Yeah. Like between those two, fuck it. Like, eh, and obviously there's like certain games that I'm gonna just be like, nah. I know I said this, but also, yeah, day one patch me. It's fine. It's like Cyberpunk is is one of those for me. Um, but very few other ones. Um, uh, and, and the weird thing is normally, like, I'm now, the way the industry has gotten, it's like, normally, like, a games as service game should be a day, like, would be one I'd be like, yeah, I'll take the risk day one. But because everything's so sloppily done, I'm actually like, it's like, I, uh, Division 2 taught me that, like, I liked the gameplay loop. It was fine. But also people didn't play it enough. And so, given that I don't have an, I didn't have the time to like race the top level in the first couple, the first month, mm. uh, it was kind of more dead. And it was like, right. So, between that, the notion of I'm, I, I'm gonna be in the second wave or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, if it is more of a multiplayer service game, I want to justify my expense with there are people who want to play this game so I can play it with them. Uh, even if I'm going to be low level and, and it'll be more grindy because I have to catch up and so my gear will be shittier, I'd rather that like three months in, three, four, five months into a game knowing that there's a community and I'll suck and I'll have to work harder than if I had done it day one. Yeah, put me on that list. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's fun. always a second win with these things when things enter into Game Pass and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just closing thoughts on Gods and Mon- Immortals Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think people who, who like that style of game will be pleased with it. It seems like it'll do some new things and it'll cut away from that, like, kind of uh, Assassin's Creed aesthetic. Um, and it'll do some things very similar to Breath of the Wild which people very much like um, yeah, yeah. It, it's got mm. this really bad like narration though like oh. it's meant to be oh, no. like 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 it's almost borderlandsy, <laughs> like oh. kind of amusing jokey breaking the fourth wall kind of thing so I, I turned down the that's, um, yeah, that's a bit very of an quickly odd take for a Ubisoft yeah game. I didn't expect that it, it contrasted with I mean, it's very bright and colorful, but it, it 
didn't seem like that kind of game, so, but yeah, I just muted that and skipped all the cutscenes, because I didn't care yeah. anyway. Just wanted to test out Stadia, which, not a great first oh, yeah. impression, technically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was just saying, mean, we kind of glossed <laughs> over how bad it was, I guess. I, I think with, um, you know, having a PC that could run that game, and pretty well, I'd probably rather just download it, but I do see the merit in just hopping into the game straight away. Yeah. Um, even if it's just to like demo it, it's like I wasn't interested in the game, but say if it was something, and I say if it was um, oh, Hitman 3, I'm going to buy that anyway. But just like, oh, just get in there straight away and demo it. It's great. You know? Yeah. Well, I think Google Stadium could have been a contender. <laughs> Just could have been somebody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe a little bit of a rush launch and not having a very, very robust lineup to uh, yeah. to come out with. Um, I know um, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red, who have just delayed Cyberpunk 2077 again until December, uh, uh, kind of came out saying, you know, working from home and having to do all of this stuff is, is more taxing than we realise. We maybe don't want to crunch which they've been criticised about in the latest kind of delay. Um, yeah. And they did say that they're uh, currently um, trying to work with nine platforms, Stadia being one of those as well. That's um, rough. So, I mean, it's good to see that devs are working with being that system still. And uh, uh, who, know, who knows what's actually going on with it. Um, Ross did say, who has been watching us since roughly around the start has been tuning in uh, all episode which you can also do at out of lives no twitch.tv slash out of lives network network yes yep. every week you can do that <laughs> with us uh, Ross Thank said you, Ross. for him um, there are kind of four developers that he has uh, on release day and that's Rockstar Naughty Dog CD Projekt Red and Bethesda the developer not the oh, publishing not, not, um, not the coalition Ooh. Ross is a big Gears fan Shout that out, Ross. Is that one you forgot? <laughs> um, for me, I think I mean, definitely Naughty Dog. I think definitely Rockstar. But uh, I would say I none of them. Struggle to see if there's anyone else that I. I'd would say none. Do. But that is yeah. another conversation <laughs> for another day. I mean, day. What, what I what, what I wanted to add trust anybody. To, <laughs> uh, I guess. I'm uh, just because we brought up CG Project Red and the delay. Sorry, uh, project. Uh, project, yeah. Project. <laughs> Sorry, I hate, I hate when people do that. It really yeah. annoys me. It's like shut. You got an issue with Danny O'Dwyer? Nerd. <laughs> um, so the thing is, um, I, I don't think it's. Um, so my worry is that. They're like, we don't crunch. We delayed it in June and April or whatever because we don't crunch. And then in August, they're like, we crunch now. And now they're like, oh, it's almost November. Oh, we're delaying it to December because, you know, crunch is bad. It's like, no, I think you're making people crunch for another month and a half. Mm. Like, yeah. I just don't trust. Yeah. As soon as you go back on your word that crunch isn't a thing, I don't really buy... We're doing this because we we've realized after three weeks of crunch it's bad. It's like that's just not how that works. Like they're, you fucked it up. You're just trying to PR. 
Sorry? They're, cr- they're crunching more than Terry Crews' abs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I think it just the drums sucks because um, crunch is a thing that they used to be on the we shouldn't do this, this is bad for the health of people, and it. it I, I guess my biggest problem is it's really just a showing of bad time project management, um, and yeah. yes, you can get things done, um, and sometimes people can get more done in a shorter amount of time, but there is a cost to that. And if you project manage the right way, you can incentivize people to work harder in the timelines. And that also sucks, but that's capitalism. But like crunch is, hey, you got hired for a salary and hourly week, and then no, um, that's not actually what you you get. You, You have to work sometimes two plus times that amount depending on the year and yeah maybe you're okay with doing that but that's just that's not healthy nor sustainable and it just shows that the industry isn't really giving a shit about its labor no Um, i just can't wait to see everyone doing the uh you know calculations and mental gymnastics to delay every reward ceremony so it can involve that game (laughs) because people can kiss in its ass and you know they want to so that'll be fun game game awards is january everybody why no reason yeah (laughs) none at all yeah i can't wait to see that that'll be funny um, but yeah, so so I mean, it, it just sucks because <laughs> it's like too little, too late, and in a PR way that seems PR. That, that game is coming. It'll be great. Just yeah, don't like just don't announce the release date, man. Just put it out whenever. It's been yeah. like nine years in the running anyway. Nobody cares when it's coming out. Nobody's gonna I mean, care. I think that's the the big thing is they <laughs> definitely wanted it for Q four instead they don't need of it. Q one. They're rich. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know their, their financial the back end, but that's definitely, it seemed like that's why it went it, from, we'll delay it until we're ready, we'll delay it until we're ready, we're delayed until we're ready, and then the beginning of Q3, or like mid-Q3, they were like, now we're going to do crunch. It's like, ah, you the, have a shareholder thing. They're the richest publisher in Europe now, aren't they? They've yeah, yeah but, but that, that doesn't mean that they don't have... Uh, have to respond they're to fine. shareholder whims. They're, they're, oh. they're, it's independent. They're self-published. They don't need to yeah. do any of that. It's fine. But, but that's they're not how capitalism it. works, though, Lucy. You know that. Like, they're fine in, in, the, in the actual tangible. <laughs> they're just not fine in the abstract where we could be getting more money and now people who are going to give us more money for free won't give us that more money for free unless we abuse our labor. So let's abuse our labor. Oh, we're still not going to hit that deadline? Cool. We'll just say we stopped abusing our labor because it got us bad PR. That's the vibe I get from this just because it's like, don't don't say, don't announce a new date and say we're not doing crunch, but it's like an extra three weeks. Like, no, I don't buy that. If you were willing to fold the crunch, it's, and like, okay, that, like, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, I'll... So box off of... Let's finish there this yeah. week. It's a good point to end on. Uh, we talk about the beers that we have uh, drank. Lucy, will start mm. with you as you open up the first beer. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be my first beer that I'm going to give it to, actually. Because I was just so surprised by it. Um, just for the price of it. 
and just how good it tasted. Such a well-balanced Nipa. Um, yeah, it's the... Does it have a name? Lost in Mosaic. Yeah. From Loch Lomond Brewery. Um, better than the Dea, you say? It's not better. It just surprised me. <laughs> I mean, I uh, think that's important. Yes. Uh, the, the, the Dea is just a fantastic beer. It has that really, like, just tons of pineiness. Like, nettily and, like, like resinous and juicy and dank and... Dea's, I've I've proclaimed my love for Dea plenty of times, so that's that's not surprising. But yeah, in terms of sure surprise and delight, um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Loch Lochmond. More widely available as well if you live near and little and mm. cheap. So yeah, mm. nice. seek them out if you can. Yeah. They've done a good job. Brilliant. Good. Adam, uh, how about you? Um, ooh, it's. it's, it's I think it's actually just the Dunkel. Okay. Um, so the Vison was good, but kind of subdued. Um, uh, the Dunkel was also subdued. Uh, I liked the Berlin Gem, um, but mostly kind of... I mean, I guess, the, to be honest, is the fact that the tin says hops cascade, and it's like, the hops were so masked by all the various and sundry berries. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that that like when I read that and I was like, oh, that's my that's a weird reaction because it's just words on the tin. I would like, ah, right. I didn't like this as a beer that much because it was kind of just a smorgasbord. It was interesting because there was all these like berries that were melded well together, but ultimately, yeah, it's yeah. just a berryish beer, meh. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vison just, I think it didn't grip me. And like my only complaint with the Dunkel was it's very Dunkley, but I'm used to stronger Dunkley Dunkles. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's a, I, and I, in, with the other two on the table, like I just think the Dunkley Dunkle that's less Dunkley than I thought it would be is Dunkley enough. Uh, yeah. Dunkle Dunkle Dunkle. Dunkley Dunn. Mm. <laughs> dunkle, dunkle. The word was said so many times. Uh, good, good. Um, I mean, it's also just fun to say. Let's be honest. Ever, everyone, take a moment. Listeners, viewers, say the word dunkle. dunkle, and don't say you can't smile afterwards. It. It is a nice word. Dunkle. I smile with you just saying it. I don't even need to say it myself. Dunkle, dunkle. Um, I'm not going to pick dunkle, the dunkle. Dunkle, dunkle, I'm not going to pick dunkle, the dunkle, dunkle. dunkle this week. Uh, I'm going to pick the Uberkel. The super duper oh. IPA. Um, it's just a nice, very. It's very standard IPA. Like lots of malts, little grapefruit taste, nice bitterness on the end, but it feels like a lot of other beers, and it just doesn't have that sickly sweetness that a lot of these style of beers and the, the, the beers that I've had that are like this have got. It's just, it's just nice. It's easy. It kind of hits a little bit better than the than the other two beers. The Vice beer um, didn't give me much at all. The Dunkel, as you kind of said, it was nice, but it's a little bit thin for me. Um, so I think I'm going to give it to the uh, the Uberkel Super Duper IPA. So Fair enough. There are beers this week. Uh, they're the games that we've been playing, the conversations that we are all having. Uh, you can get all of us at 
at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can go to outoflives.net to look at articles, listen to us, look at our faces, look at the beers that we've been drinking. If you're listening to us on your podcast service of choice, where you can also rate us and review us, which would be a really good idea. You can catch us and sort of the um, the the streams and the, the vods. Uh, of the streams that we've been making over on the YouTube page as well, Out of Lives Network, or catch us right here on Twitch, Out of Lives Network, where Adil is, you know, streaming every week some games and stuff. Uh, if you want to talk to Adil, you think there's some games that he should revisit or play? How do people tell you that? Uh, besides reaching through to me through Out of Lives channels or Tanked Up channels, you can get me at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch. Where I'm the, the underscore Omniarch. Uh, and if you want my Switch code, obviously uh, message me on some platform because no one knows their Switch code because it's arcane, stupid nonsense. But it's what you got. Nice. And if you want to tell Lucy why she should play strategy games, how do they do that, Lucy? Don't, but you can <laughs> dunkle me at Juicy Loose 9. <laughs> Good. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but I'm at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. You can just talk to me about whatever you want. Buildings would be good, or if you want to hire me to draw yourself, draw your building, which is a nice pretty picture. Draw oh, yeah. me you, like your you need... French girls. Oh, hey. I will. Mm. Very oblong with lots of windows <laughs> in. Um, it just goes to a separate business bank account that nobody knows. <laughs> mm, yummy. Um, oh, if you do need a philosopher or a logician or both, which obviously I you thought know, you the said the magician. Was... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, so. I guess because I said or logician or both, it was an exclusive or in both of them because otherwise I wouldn't have had to say that. Look, I know logic. Ha 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 ha. Um, yeah, message me as well. Boy, do I need work. Um, and yes, logician sounds like magician, but boy, does it not. It pays worse than a magician, which tells you a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know a magician. Oh, I know several. Mm. Oddly, and they—I uh... used to date a clown. <laughs> Hold on. <What? laughs> I was just we... going to make no. a. <laughs> no, no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I really have to wee as well. Whilst we <laughs> ruminate on our life choices, we've been tanked up. Join us next week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I was just going to make a Randy Pitchford joke. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, excellent. Uh, Here is the ciao. porn. Oh, no, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> www.outoflives.net